For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. Very, very special guest today. Busy man. It probably is your 37th radio, TV, Pat McAfee, you name it, hit. So we appreciate you coming on. The one and only rap sheet, Ian Rappaport, Insider Ultimate, NFL Network, etc. Welcome to the show. What's going on, man? How are you? It's been, it's been a little bit of a busy day, yes, but I'm, I'm happy to be on with you. What's up? <laughs> Is there is there ever a non busy day? I mean, come on. I mean, you're always look. Yeah, busy non busy days exist, but the problem is there's always a possibility that it could get busy. So like, it's never like ah, my phone's over there. I'll get it later. It's always like I'll keep it here just in case this non busyness ever changes, which you know. It always does. Any minute, right? A quiet. Same with football. When we, when I was a team doctor on the sideline, yeah, we got nothing to do. All of a sudden, like all hands on deck, and we, yeah. <laughs> we're yep. we're we're going crazy a little bit. As a matter of fact, the last time we had you on, and it's been a little while, too long. My apologies. You were in the middle of it, and I don't know if you remember this. You you literally were in the middle of it, and you said, "I gotta go." Odell Beckham breaking trade news. <laughs> you had to work on closing that that was the last time that, that you were on so um, right now we're lucky to have you so uh thank you for joining was, us and that was several teams ago that seems like so long ago man yeah that was, <laughs> that was a while ago i know giants i, I know but i still remember look see i gave you a reprieve for years and i thought preseason would be a little easier for you instead of in season but never never a quiet time our, our guys here as you were waiting to come on and we appreciate it no no big deal but uh they were wondering that to make sure that uh you didn't get beaten up by J.K. Dobbins, you know. Uh, in the meantime, you're <laughs> We're looking out. Yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, that was an interesting situation. And you know, I, I was on with McAfee, kind of talking about that. And I think a lot of people, I know everyone, you know, of course, everyone texts me anytime a player will publicly respond. Everyone texts me, and they sort of will act like it upsets me. It really doesn't. Like one of the main things about doing this job is you put out things publicly. And then you don't get to decide how people react. You just report it as it is, as you know it, based on your sources. And however the reaction is, the reaction is. And as long as you trust what you are saying and trust your sources, then it doesn't really matter. You know, it's the same way when, like, info you have gets sort of repurposed for blogs and people will get upset. And I'm like, people can do whatever they want. Like, I put out my information. They get to use it however they see fit. They get to respond however and players should be able to have a voice in their own medical situation. Like the fact that he responded somewhat vociferously was okay because it's his knee and he's allowed to have a say, no doubt about it, um, regardless of what I say publicly. Well, that's where actually, you know, obviously we know each other for a while and appreciate the friendship, but we're kind of simpatico that way because in general, I'll say stuff and players may not like it. We mentioned Odell Beckham a little bit ago by happenstance. This last offseason, 
I tweeted something saying, yeah, his knee still doesn't look right. He's running well on the treadmill. It's, uh, the, the video looks sped up in a little bit. And a deceleration and cutting, there's no way that's there yet. He's not there. And he actually responded on Twitter. We developed a little friendship. He said, absolutely, decel and cutting aren't there. But he was like, there's no way that video is sped up. I'm like, no, no, I'm not accusing you of cheating. I'm just saying when you change formats and phones and onto Twitter, sometimes the speed isn't the same. And we've actually developed a random Twitter friendship after that and then uh, texting. So, yeah, I agree with you. And, and there are athletes that don't like it. And I'm always welcome to get set the record straight. Look, we're, we're the same. Prior to this, we were saying J.K. Dobbins, multi-ligament, LCL, ACL included, he's not really going to be 100%. He has a low six score or Sports Injury Central score. He's not going to be 100%. Now, he claimed he's, he might not even go on PUP, but the fact is he is on PUP right now. Maybe he meant regular season PUP. But clearly, at the reporting of training camp, he didn't pass his physical. Well, I mean, maybe he'll get there, and, and we all hope so, but... We have our doubts a little bit, and your reporting, your sources uh, actually obviously seem to be correct there. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's important to note that it is a very serious injury. There's two running backs for the Baltimore Ravens had torn ACLs. One was Gus Edwards, who had a clean tear and seems to be doing fine, seems to be on track for week one. Also on the PUP list, but I don't sense nearly as much sort of apprehension or uncertainty about his uh, about his knee. And then... You know, there's that of J.K. Dobbins. And, you know, Dobbins, a bright young player, a budding star, I think a player who's going to have a really good future. It's a significant knee injury. You know, it's yeah. an ACL, and it was, it was a lot more. And, you know, it's a good reminder that all ACLs are not created equal, and they don't Oh, you're still in my line, Ian. I say that all the time. <laughs> I'm joking. True. I'm joking. We're, 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 and we're, we're, you know, and, and it's like the same thing when, like, a player has surgery. It's like, oh. Should make a full recovery. Surgery went great, and it's like sometimes it doesn't. Like it's they're all individual, and they all have to be taken as such. Yeah. Um, see Michael Thomas, right? I mean, had a couple surgeries. A, a couple surgeries, and he's a guy ahead of minicamp. We're like that video when he runs around doesn't look that good to me. Like he's still favoring it, uh, and you know, by look, I hope he gets better. Yes, he had a setback and a second surgery. Blah blah blah. But the way he's tracking and trending, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, when he got hurt, he was like a top three receiver in the league. He might be number three on his own squad right now with Olave and, and Jarvis Landry. But we'll see. Maybe he'll get better and better. And you were reporting on that, too. So that's another reason last week we were, we were on the same page on some of these and all taking, taking fire from, from uh, some of the fan bases. And nobody wants the bad news, right? And uh, I hope Michael Thomas outperforms. But... Not everything is always routine any way that you uh, look at it. Uh, medicine is still more art than complete science, and not all injuries are the same is the bottom line. Yeah, and I think with that one, you know, the circumstances were certainly interesting. I mean, he sort of lost touch with the team a little bit, if you remember, in around, it was May or June. Oh, I remember. And, yeah, and it was sort of like no one was quite sure how he's doing. He was rehabbing, and then it was not right. And he had to have another surgery, and that was, you know, I would say something that was not, not obviously not good. And, and you know, for um, for a new coach and Dennis Allen, getting him on the same page, getting him in the building, something that's, I think, really, really positive. You know, for Sean Payton last year, I mean, it was uh, it was tough to deal with. I mean, this was your, no you know, question, probably your but, best but, player, and it was, it was tough. 
I mean, we chat a lot, and I appreciate you, but I have a little mini bone to pick with you. You broke that Michael Thomas news. I still remember I was at a wedding in Carmel, and I drafted in Scott Fishbowl. Must be nice. I had I had five, six more hours on the clock, but I said, like, ah, just put this pick in because, you know, I know I want Michael Thomas here. And literally 20 minutes later, you had your tweet that he had the surgery. So it, I, we, we still were lucky enough to win the regular season last year, but that would hurt. Third round draft pick, Michael Thomas. Could you have tweeted 20 minutes earlier, Ian? I mean, <laughs> you probably had the information already. I had one um, where it was, it was like six, six or seven years ago by this point, maybe more where I had heard that something was not right with Tony Romo's back. And we didn't know what it was, and the team was saying it was fine, but, like, something was clearly wrong. And it was during a fantasy draft, literally during a fantasy draft. And um, I ended up reporting that he was not going to be ready to start the season. I believe, I believe that's what it was. It was something, something where his back was just not right. And mm-hmm. it was literally during a fantasy draft, and I picked Dak – uh, oh! During the, like as the news was breaking and everybody lost their minds, I'm like, "What do I mean to do? Ignore proper information?" Come on, <laughs> <laughs> well, but in it, you know, in this little league that this one Scott Fishbowl that I drafted, all my stuff's out on the site. I mean, I pan J.K. Dobbins. I pan these. I mean, I, there's no. I don't have any secrets. That was very pretty timely. That was a pretty good pick. You you probably won with that one, right? I mean, uh, that was pretty good. Uh, I did actually win the league that year. I was pretty good. good <laughs> I see, there you go. <laughs> oh, look at all. Yeah, that's good. Um, another one you've been on fire on, and, and we've been once again simpatico on, and uh, you've been a, I saw the little uh, conflicting tweets between uh, you and, the, and uh, another insider, but you've been all over Jimmy Garoppolo from the beginning, including his original, you know, summer shoulder surgery timing and, and et cetera in terms of what's what's happening um what's the what's the latest on your end with jimmy g yeah i mean still trying to figure out what's going to happen when the 49ers report um still trying to figure out what's next i mean my understanding is you know as you know is surgery to repair a torn capsule in his throwing shoulder um sources were very clear that it was not a rotator cuff surgery it's not a re- reparation of the rotator cuff okay repairing of the rotator cuff okay um, but it was a torn capsule, as you know, very serious injury. Couldn't throw for four months. Has now been throwing for about four weeks um, at a point where he can throw the deep outs and make the long throws but can't do it in on an unlimited fashion. Um, it sounds to me like the rotator cuff is doing well and going to end up being stronger than it previously was, but it's not right now. And so that's why I think you have different views because – can he make the throws in practice? Yes, he could. Could he make 20 of them? I don't think so. Um, and in order to pass a physical, like if you were going to, for instance, trade him, there's a lot more that would have to go into it. Yeah, I have no idea of the contractual side and what it means, that stuff you do. But absolutely, you're not going to trade for someone who's not ready to be on the practice field fully, right? And right now, I saw the reports that he was, quote, cleared to practice, but that doesn't mean 100% in practice. And I know your sources right. are great, and I agree 100% that it wasn't a full thickness rotator cuff tear or repair surgery. But by video in the Dallas playoff game, 
that was a cuff contusion, cuff injury. I'm not saying rotator cuff tear that needed surgery, but that would injure the capsule. Right, that assumes that the injury happened then. Well, I believe that it did, or we do, based on video and the data. The second half of that game, he was checked downs and not so good in the next game either. Of course, he had his thumb issue too, right, uh, that he played with. But that's right. our assumption based on what we do, but maybe your sources are different. I mean, the, we didn't see any film. Could it happen outside of football or something else? Could it be cumulative over time? And that was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Maybe, uh, yeah, right. I mean, there's all sorts of different things that that can happen. I mean, if you watch him, you know, he misses wild high sometimes, and you know, if he had been previously dealing with something like this, that would make sense. You know, he's banged up all year in a variety of ways, and it's funny because, like, you know, it's like you, there's like Julian Edelman was on a podcast talking about um, yes. You know, Julian Edelman was on a podcast, um, you know, talking about Garoppolo and playing through things. And it's like, I get it. Like, those guys know a lot more than I do. Played through a lot last year. Well, that's what we we said previously. First of all, what Edelman said on that I Am Athlete podcast, look, I like Julian, whatever, uh, good guy. But he misremembers. It was not Jimmy G's uh, non-throwing shoulder that was injured that year when Tom Brady had the had the uh, suspension. It was his throwing shoulder. So you can have a little more sympathy for a quarterback who injures the AC joint on his throwing shoulder. He's going to yeah. not practice all week and all of a sudden be lights out in the game, per se. I mean, but I will defend Jimmy G that certainly over the recent, including these playoffs, he has been tough. He played through the ulnar collateral. Sure. He played through the shoulder. And that one sure. was a throwing shoulder injury you know, third game of the season, and you know, and, you know. Look, if I was agent, I wouldn't have let him play. If I was doctor, I would have cleared him to with an injection. But obviously, you gotta like a lot of things factor into things. So I think it was unfair. But if people want to judge him that way based on it was his throwing shoulder, then that's fair. But to judge him based on it wasn't his throwing right. shoulder is unfair to me. Yeah, and that's you know, and I think this is sort of, you hit on one of the sort of problems. Um, you know, if when you judge a player, um, you have to take all of it into account, right? Like, we can look at a player's performance and be like, that guy's bad, this guy's good, on and on, up and down, but there's a lot of other circumstances. So, like, how do you judge Jimmy Garoppolo's run through the playoffs? Well, it's tough because he played well at times, didn't play great at times, was a little consistent, was battling two significant injuries. Like, that goes into the thinking, and it really – you know, does so. I don't really criticize players. That's not my job. Um, but it really does make you think twice about these things. About kind of like, how do I judge this performance? Because you don't always know what's going on. And sometimes, as you know, um, you find out after the season, like, oh, this player who didn't look like he was running great actually needs knee surgery or something. Right, like right, that. right. And so, look, I'm not a media guy like you are, but like. Go to some Super Bowls, not the recent ones, right, the, the, after the pandemic. The last leg, regular one I went to, Miami. I remember talking, sitting down at a media session during the week. No one was there, so I didn't think I was taking a real reporter's time. I sat down on Mitchell Schwartz. And I know his brother because, you know, Jeff does some media stuff. And I sat down, I introduced myself, and I said, you don't know who I am, but I'm, let me tell you, no surprises, pro football doc, orthopedic guys. I know who you are. I'm like, are you mad at me? Like, is that, you know, uh, he goes, no, he goes, I actually like what you do because teams don't always say what we have. 
you would say what I had. Now, I couldn't come out and agree with you, but we had fan base saying, why isn't he back earlier? But if you look at your stuff, it's, it's more revealing. And so I've always been surprised that, for the most part, I know J.K. Dobbins didn't really like what I said, just like he didn't like what you said. But for the most part, I think players appreciate it because they can't toot their own horn that look at look at me and look at this injury. Right. And so, and sometimes teams will say like, "Hey, don't say anything about this because for competitive advantage." But like, if they're out there looking not great, sometimes they want to. Yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Well, anyways, I appreciate the time. I promised you fifteen minutes. We're, we're up on it. And- else that you're going to break that you want to talk about? I mean, we can go on and on. Matthew Stafford's elbow's fine. Tredavis White is slow. Bakhtiari. I have a, I have a quick question, just, actually. Uh, Denzel Good just retired. I'm a Raider fan, so i got to oh, ask this yeah. question. <laughs> um, he had the ACL tear last year. Is he retiring? Is that anything to do with him with the, with the injury? Uh, I had heard that he wasn't feeling great. Now, I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe right, it right. isn't. I mean, it's. I think the more interesting thing is, does this mean that Dylan Parnum's going to start yeah. now? You know, third rounder, really good athlete, promising. Like, yeah, well, yeah, as we all know, the first year back after an ACL is um, not great anyway. So maybe the combination of things right. it was it was time there. All right, Ian, really appreciate you. And uh, hey, we got through this Absolutely. one. No breaking trades. And uh, thank you for your time and uh, working with us. I like the new gear, the the new shirts and everything. They I all mean, had them today. Yeah. You're looking yeah. sharp uh, out there. Very exciting. It means training camp yes. is upon us. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, the great Ian Rappaport. Thanks for listening. And we'll move on to further football and other things for the Pro Football Doc podcast after we come back. Well, it's great to have uh, Ian Rappaport on, but uh, we have lots more football to discuss, right, Jacob, Taylor, Justin, guys? Lots more to discuss. Um, Let me start off with John Mechie, Alabama wide receiver, former Alabama wide receiver, top second-round draft pick, Texans. Uh, He ended up with uh, leukemia. And this is actually a happy story, I think. It's like no one wants to get leukemia, but... uh, this is like has happened before lymphoma twice other Texans players happy endings so if anything I say kudos to the medical staff on the Texans and it happens around the league as Dr. Ezon who's now on our Sports Injury Central doctor panel head medical team position for I don't know decade more than in the NFL healthy 23 year old kids don't get physicals. You're not 23, but you're close. When's the last time you got a physical? Two years ago, maybe. Well, that's not bad. How about yeah. you, Taylor? Probably four. Oh, that's yeah. actually not too bad. Yeah. Two and four, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but in general, healthy people don't get physicals. And football players get them at the start of the season. He just got one. That's where they probably discovered it on routine blood work and or you know symptom check or whatever, screening. Right. And they have it at the end of the football season, and there's an entry physical in the office. So they get it a couple times a year. And uh, Dr. Ezon, kudos to him. He's even discovered some cancer in coaches you know, on routine physicals. So this is routine physicals. Uh, I always try and deliver the good news. It is curable, which is great. He can return to football. I think he will. And... He doesn't have to push his ACL knee. Mm-hmm. So when he comes back, he's good. Now, the bad news is to get here, it's likely chemo. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to get too involved in his personal stuff, but it's not surgery. It's chemo and, you know, weight loss, muscle 
wasting General Malays. I think he's going to miss two years at least. I mean, this season, you know, look, take care of yourself. No one cares about football right now. Take care of yourself. But it's a big road to get back full weight, speed, strength, especially at the NFL. The good news is the ACL won't be an issue when he when he comes back. So, you know, who, Dave, the Quisenberry too. He was three years when he was dealing with his. I know difference. You know, yeah, lymphoma, yeah, leukemia. Yeah, different. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to get nitpicky yeah, and yeah. too involved in it, but you know, and uh, you might argue for an offensive lineman even more important because of the weight loss issues right, that that's are, true. are right. fairly promoted. And um, anyways, um, so anyways, uh, hopefully he will be fine. Another guy that we can talk about a little bit, Justin Ross. Another rookie. Yep. Another w- rookie wide receiver. Um, he had a foot issue. He had the well-chronicled neck issue by us where we said he's not draftable because we don't think he can pass a physical because multi-level. Who recently said that? Um Someone recently D Ford the D Ford, um, thank you. D Ford said with his neck issues with the 49ers that he could have had surgery, but he didn't want to have it because a second level fusion, second surgery wouldn't disqualify him from the NFL and he wants to keep playing. Well, Justin Ross, by our third party information, non HIPAA violation, because it was congenital, had a multi level spine fusion. So he already had more than one level the first time. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I'm not sure that he's going to pass an NFL physical ultimately. Yes, he's with the Chiefs, but he probably signed an injury waiver on his neck, and training camp slash mini camps are non-contact. But now he's got a reflare-up of that, what, probably fifth metatarsal stress fracture in a right. boot and on a rolling cart uh, scooter kind of thing. And obviously it doesn't look good for him to play this year. I mean, I don't think he would have anyways. But look, teams have a heart. I think it was great to have him sign, but I doubt they had a rider on the foot. The Chiefs are now maybe on the hook for his rookie salary because right. you can't cut an injured guy. And that's why if you're not going to pass a physical, teams don't always want to take that risk. Something else happens. And uh, that goes into a little bit of the Jimmy G thing that we were talking about uh, earlier, uh, et cetera. Let's see. Um, what else? We got our uh, pup list that we're maintaining um, on our website. You can head to sixcore.com for that. But I think uh, there's been a lot of confusion of, oh, he's on pup. He's going to miss the first six games. Not necessarily right. The truth is somewhere in the middle. First of all, there's different kinds of PUP. Mm-hmm. There's reserve PUP for the regular season where you miss six games. Then there's active PUP, which is what all these guys are going on. You can come off, you can come off anytime yep. and you're part of the 90-man roster. Mm-hmm. So, one saying, you guys have probably heard me say this in the NFL, never too high, never too low. You lose a game, the world hasn't ended, you win a game, you're not ready to celebrate. Right. And uh, is not great news, especially when, let's say you're Michael Thomas and coming off all this other stuff, but it's not a death knell either, um, and that's not what we're saying with this PUP. You can come off any time, but it does signal that you technically at that moment didn't pass a physical, mm-hmm. which is significant. <clears throat> that's significant, yeah. But on the other hand, if you pass the physical, that doesn't mean you're 100% either, right? I mean, Cam Akers passed the physical right. during the season and played for the Rams after his Achilles and clearly wasn't 100%. 
But let's take a look at an example of a guy, because I promised it on Twitter, uh, Tredavious White. Now, I get fandom, right? We put out that his six score is not super high. I don't remember it so off the top. 41. 41. Mm-hmm. And it'll get higher, but because he's a defender and he has to react and we write about that, boy, some Bills fans that used to like me don't like me. Don't what like are you talking anymore. about? Yep. You know? And what do they say? Uh, he's not even going on PUP. He says he's on track and fine. Well, he's on PUP. Uh, he's progressing. And I could argue that he's right on track, but on track is not 100%. So if we go to the video and look at it, and the audio guys, I'll just describe it, but video, you can look. Uh, he's not there. Even as he walks onto the field, you can see the limp in the gate. Right. You can see the atrophy on the left side. And as he does some of the drills, look at it, you know, he's a great athlete. I mean, what he's doing there, I couldn't, in high school, I couldn't do that, okay? But that's not him yet mm-hmm. in terms of his skill set, especially on the left side as you see him push off. But another key one is is when he's running with the uh, bungee cord. Right. Look at how, even with the bungee cord, look at how long it takes him to slow down. Yep, you can see it. Can yep. you imagine someone does a hook route on him? He's running full speed. He's got to stop. He's 10 yards down the field. Yep. He's not... He's not ready. He's going to go on PUP. He might end up on PUP at the beginning of the season, but that doesn't mean he's going to not going to round into form down the road. This but, will be reserved PUP if he starts season. Yeah, so it, it'll be six yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, right now yeah. he's on regular PUP, uh, right. active PUP. He might hit reserve PUP, or the they may activate him and use him in spot play and work him in. But you can't judge how he does. And, you know, the most famous example was Darrell Rivas. He was a dominant player like Tredavious White, Rivas Island. Absolutely. After his ACL, he didn't do so well that one year. You know, when he signed the big contract with Tampa after the Jets, and then he got released. Mm-hmm. And then what we were saying, this is pre-Sports Injury Central, but Pro Football Doc Twitter, smart move, the one-year deal with the Patriots. He proved he could play well in his second year back. And then he got another good size deal. Right. So this is going to not be Tredavious White's best year, but you know he's got a reasonable chance to round in a form by the end of the season when the Bills really need him for playoffs and so forth. So, But early on, I just don't see him. And, and by this video, people say, it looks pretty good. Why don't, you know, what are you stocking him? I'm like, yeah, he looks good. He's on track, but he's not ready. He's not anywhere near 100% yet based on that video. We don't want to are uh, not trying to be critical, just factual. you got to give them some time here, especially on defense when you can't dictate your routes. You have to react and makes it that much harder. This was a Thanksgiving ACL tear, right? This was a late half. so yeah. Relatively yeah. late, yes. Right. So, yes. So that's, that's, I know it's crossing sports, too. I want to mention we said that with Clay Thompson, too. I mean, he's coming back from the ACL. He's, he's a defender. The guy with the ball knows where he's going to go so it's the deceleration and cutting and and not knowing how to react clay was pretty good exactly defensively he wasn't that good absolutely i mean look at defensive example i mean there's plenty of examples i mean bud dupree last year really good last third or quarter of the season Mm -hmm. really five games last yes absolutely first half really not that good missed Uh, multiple games because of the knee rest yeah he was pedestrian but late and playoff push looked pretty special so hopefully uh tredavious white will do the uh, same thing and you know i'm not saying this changes buffalo's win total or this that the other but you just realistically but we're going to get to a bunch of analysis the afc uh east his stuff is up yeah the bill stuff stuff is up up. yep 
and come in AFC North, South, and then West, and then the NFC. But uh, the field views will be up, and we're going to even do some matchup things this week. Uh, I'll give you a little hint. I don't even know who they play week one, the Bills. Uh, Rams. Rams Rams opening night. Thursday, yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rams opening night. That's the Cooper Cup. Yeah, you might want to look at Cooper Cup there (laughs) on some of the props. I'm just saying. I don't think they're up yet. They're not, but uh, when they are, (laughs) I'm just saying. So we're going to have all sorts of new features this year at Sports Injury Central. And uh, anyways, all right, let's try and maybe move on to anything else for football. We'll move on to some non-football stuff. I think, uh, I mean, we'll just keep maintaining the pup list, track all the the training camp stuff going on. But uh, we got baseball going in the background. Here's our cadence. All our fantasy stuff is up. Go to the carousel on the landing page and look at it. Search all the players. You, you'll find everything tagged. Yep. yep. The team stuff is going up now. Every day, another one, another division. Right. And then the following week, the field views will be up. The first version of the field view, the specific scores. And I think you'll really like it. We got player cards attached this year. I mean, totally different look. Kudos to the guys at uh, SIC score and all the hard work but uh, more than just football let's move on to uh, other sports what do you want to hit on now obviously baseball any other sport no hot dog eating contest this week no unfortunately (laughs) no tennis although uh, Dokovic is still not allowed to to go to the US Open I guess but Mm -hmm. that's a different story we're not going to get political here Uh, over the weekend we had the uh, UFC Tom Aspinall the uh right knee injury with the kick and he stepped back. I think a lot of people thought it happened on the kick, but watching the video, you, you thought different, right, Doc? Yeah, I mean, this was not a, a tip-fib fracture on the kick. This is not Conor McGregor. This mm. is not um, – who's the other guy? There's Brian couple, Ortega just had the shoulder right before, too. Yeah, yeah but there's – who's the other guy that did um, – uh, all-time guy, tip-fib fracture years ago. Al- Aldo? Yeah. No, no, no. Aldo was Aldo was Silva, my guy. Silva, with, Silva. Yeah, yes. Anderson and Silva. Silva. Yes, that's no, how it is. Yep. No, Aldo was my guy yeah, on the rib yeah, fracture yes, yes. With, before Con- <laughs> Conor McGregor. Silva's the one his leg literally yeah, snapped, yes. yeah. Look, prisoners of the moment, we're working over the weekend, we're, we're doing the team field views and getting all the six scores, and then this UFC thing comes up right and it was london it was a daytime main event yeah. right yeah which is weird but anyways right. it looked like on the step back i don't know if they've reported anything yet have they guys they have no we have no confirmation I, I mean i'm more worried about the step back and like a patella tendon rupture the way that his knee just gives out on him mm. i don't think it's an acl but then my guy taylor who i've been working with forever goes well yeah you know that's good but you ever even heard of usc or done anything and and what did i tell you when, when you you, asked said, me about you me. said, search my name and Jose Aldo. <laughs> That's what, exactly what you said. And you know I'm gonna, I was already doing it, so <laughs> I found it very easily. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all good. So, uh, yeah, so uh, that's obviously a big deal, but we'll see what the announcement formally comes out about. Um, but always different a, sports, different things. That's a second straight main event that's ended in injury, too, which is interesting as well. Well, UFC's, yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> Brutal, right? Yes, I absolutely. mean, it's it's an interesting sport, no, no question. Uh, and people say, you know, like UFC is almost like CrossFit on steroids. Everything's explosive, and it's a different set of injuries. Whereas boxing is maybe more tiring, right? I mean, more yoga esque or hot yoga esque. Uh, that's probably not a great comparison. But what right, I'm right. saying is, um, UFC is definitely more traumatic based 
and because of it's mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. But UFC fighters can fight more often than boxers. You can't go 10, 12 rounds and come back in three months and go 10, 12 rounds again. Right. So it's usually like two fights a year if you're a big boxer. At yeah. most, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, right. Where yeah. you, so there are some differences, but uh, Sports Injury Central will follow along it all. What else you guys got this week? Uh, we've got a lesser contact sport, uh, baseball. We're, we're continuing to cover, you know. It's, Just with the bat, right? Yeah. It's a, with the dog days of summer, you know, there's, there's still like two months left. Uh, they got the new playoff format where the top two teams get buys and then there's the extra wild card team. So it keeps, keeps more in action in it and stuff. But um, we got a lot of coverage there. Steven Matz uh, um, for the Cardinals had the MCL tear. So everyone kind of, anyone hears a tear in the knee and they, they think the worst. But, um, well, and, and and I gotta say kudos to everyone and, and our other baseball docs that have joined us. But we've been pretty good on baseball. I mean, we were twenty four hours ahead of the news cycle saying Jazz Chisholm stress fracture on his back, and then the news came out the next day, and then it was six weeks from like take the over. I don't know that shoe was dropped yet, but he's not returning this year with that stress fracture. Well, I think that was especially good one. I mean, just for for our stuff, we just did it off a tweet i mean there's no obvious video of it's stress fracture and people are just saying oh he had a lower back strain he's going to come back he's hitting at the all-star game he looks fine well it's a detective clues right a little running cutting issues but context clues yeah Yeah. because you said lower back you heard follow-up ct ct lower back right side looked at the original video that i mean a few pieces but that worked out um well, DeGrom's been, a, DeGrom's been a good one. Tatis has been a good one. I feel like we've been so well on those timelines. You've basically you – know. and, and, and a lot of people gave us grief on Jordan Alvarez, especially the, yes. the Houston fans. Yeah, we're yeah, like, we're, oh, my gosh. we got a lot of big fans in Houston, definitely. <laughs> they, they love our stuff. <laughs> well, they were like, Alvarez, he, he hit a bomb. You, you said he wasn't going to do well. Yeah. Look, Alvarez is a great player. I mean, he can, you know – check swing and hit it out sometimes yes. right he's opposite field he's, he's a beast but you guys helped me gather some of this data uh there's no question he's hit since the all-star break two home runs right and a double i think he's three for nine three for nine so we gave him the pro baseball talks a six score for the rest of this season of 67 right. that doesn't mean he can't play that just means Let's say from a fantasy production perspective, hits overall production, he's about two-thirds what he normally would be if fully healthy. So in the five games since the All-Star break, where he had some rest, he missed the first game of the doubleheader, got one pinch hit at bat, walked. Mm -hmm. Did well the second game. Two for four. Two for four. Did well, real well. Double and a homer. Double and a homer. Yep. Thursday, got another homer, uh, one for two. Sorry, that Friday, one for two. Saturday, one for three, two strikeouts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sunday, off again. And Dusty Baker said what? He said he's um, they're managing his soreness and that they might have to get out maybe a trade bat because he's not playing as much as they're So they he <laughs> has been the DH three of the five games since. Right. In those three games, he's been productive. But 
we're not that far off in saying about two thirds is normal production fantasy points. Got the four strikeouts as well. Yeah, he's eclipsed a little higher. He's a great player. I think maybe people misunderstood what we said when we said sixty-seven. Well, I don't know what they were expecting. I mean, what do you think he's going to go zero for twenty, and then we're one hundred percent right? You know, well, (laughs) if we went zero for twenty, we'd be wrong because sixty-seven would be too high. (laughs) That's true. Yep, you're right. I mean, mean, all we're saying is about two thirds of the production. Yeah, if he was zero for twenty, we'd be dead wrong. We scored him way too high. (laughs) Yep, yep. uh, In terms of what's going on, so. So hopefully that's what we're trying to quantitate for everyone, listeners and viewers and people who play fantasy or use it for gambling and, and baseball or Astros futures or, or you name it. It's information. It's it's all it is. We're a very qualitative stat muse. They're very quantitative to a particular thing. We're forward-looking related to injuries. So you asked about Steven Nats and uh, Matt's and uh, MCL. There was reports of they're going to find out today whether he needs surgery. He's not going to need surgery. That's the good news. The bad news, he's going to be out a lot longer than 15 days IL. That was an MCL sprain, at least grade two, thankfully not ACL. What saved him is he was on the dirt and his foot slipped. Now, you could say that injured him because that caused the MCL and mm-hmm. the stress, but it also saved him. If I were on the grass and his foot sort of caught Plains. like that, yep. he might towards ACL. So, But here's the problem. Besides it being great to maybe a bone bruise. Good news, no surgery. But when you're a left-handed pitcher and it's your left knee, when you're pitching out of the stretch, that is a sideways push-off motion to start. Mm-hmm. That stresses the MCL. So do I think his season is done? No, I think he'll come back. He'll probably be, a, who knows, in the playoffs, a middle reliever? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, where he is at in the rotation. But he's going to miss a lot more than 15. Maybe he can avoid 60 and be lucky, but he's going to be out multiple weeks, more than just a two-week, 15-day IL. But no surgery, I don't think his season is over. Yeah, and the Cardinals are hanging on to that last wild card spot. I think they're game up on Taylor's Phillies, mm-hmm. you know, trying to limp, limp until <laughs> Bryce are. Harper can rejoin the lineup. Hopefully that's not too long. Uh, they got Dakota Hudson coming back from a neck injury. Uh, it's going to start, I think, next Saturday. So they got some help coming in the rotation and then, but they they used to be not without Mats. He he didn't start. This is his first start since May twenty second. He had the shoulder impingement, and then comes back and gets hurt on freak. Oh, I know freak Dude. swinging bunt to first. But but he's see, had a, yeah, history whole career. He's right. had some stuff. Oh, yeah. here he goes. Yeah, history of stuff. Wait, wait, wait. Now we're, I was just about to say that's not injury prone. No, that's bad luck. I'm just saying unlucky. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying. I was saying that's yeah. bad luck. That's not injury prone. They're right. not linked and related. Unless you say he's a klutz or something tripping all over himself. I don't think I mean, so. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> that's just pure bad luck. No one, nothing to do with the other. On a slow roller, made a good pitch, slow roller, covering first base or, or fielding the ball before the flip. Um, yeah, def- definitely some bad luck uh, Bad luck for him. I think a lot of people are worried about Mike Trout, too. Is this is this upper back spasms going to balloon into something else? I mean, it, it's moved around to the rib cage. Is that... Well, to trickle, it went from, you know, the spasms. Now it's 10 days, getting shots, you know. It's, yeah, cortisone injection. Yeah. They're hoping to have him back soon. But, I mean, the Angels are way out of it. What do they got to play for? Mike Trout's a gamer. He wants to be out there, but... Yeah, well... I mean, this is one we'd say we're a little bit off. Once he hurt his upper back, we didn't think he'd be very long. It's not a lower back with long-term issues or nerve issues, but it's obviously lasted longer than originally thought. But the ribcage slash upper back, they're one and the same. Ribcage goes all the way around. Pretty important, twisting. 
I mean, that's what he does, rotation, right. and he hits the ball. So, uh, And, yeah, maybe the Angels record has a little bit to do with it, why burn him out uh, kind of situation. But I still don't have any worry. Look, I don't think anyone's – the Angels would think about trying to trade him, but any team should want him, <laughs> including the Angels the rest of the way. He's well, they're thinking about guy. trading Otani, so I don't know what they're – I don't know. I, I mean, look, that's <laughs> contractual and, and – uh, <laughs> He likes and in and out too much. They're not trading him. <laughs> and, and you all hated my Tatis trade idea. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go there. Yeah. I'm not a yeah. baseball GM. <laughs> we were trying. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't want to tell my son about that. He'd hate me. You know. He, he wouldn't be excited about that at all. Don, and Tatis, no. you know, I mean, August seventh is five months. We said four to six. That's probably his target. Even though. Always optimistic. I feel great. I feel great. I'm ready to go. I feel great. But we'll see. Um, they're four and change now and approaching five months. We got anything else? We want to go to some Beast of the Week nominations or anything? Yeah, I was going to ask about Michael King real quick. We, oh, okay. we had we had an article on him about, I mean, it's just anytime you hear of a pitcher fracturing an elbow on a, on a pitch, it's just questions run through your mind. How does that happen? Well, there pretty much has to be a pre-existing something. Okay, I mean, uh, you don't fracture an elbow without there's something pre-existing, a stress this or something, some weakness. The very famous, you guys probably weren't even born when it happened, Dave Dravecki and his arm going in circles. And there was a Houston pitcher, too, that something like that happened. There was a Rays guy, too, like Tony Saunders, I think yeah, it was. underlying weakness in the bone, uh, like a tumor that weakened the bone. Mm-hmm. And then it broke with rotation of the pitch. So I don't know what the deals with Michael King did. It have elbow stress issues a couple years ago. They didn't specify the type of fracture. Speculating it could be a medial epicondyle avulsion fracture uh, that might need surgery to have it pinned. But the good news about that is that even if it is that, and what attaches to the medial epicondyle? The Tommy John ligament. Mm-hmm. But having a fracture is way better than the Tommy John. Uh, to use an analogy, uh, would you? what's better if you pull a small tree or tree out by its roots or that you chop the tree down? Pull it out by the roots, you can transplant it and have mm-hmm. that live and grow pretty quickly. And cutting the tree, I mean, obviously it's done, right? And so that's the difference between a Tommy John ligament rupture, call that the tree trunk, versus an avulsion fracture of the medial epicondyle, call that the root system, the bone. You can reattach the bone, and it heals more quickly. So there's some optimism he'll be ready to start of next season. He's done for this season. So that's the fine line differences. But uh, we don't have an x-ray, and you know, obviously I'm assuming it's a medial epicondyle avulsion fracture, but we'll see. All right, let's get to Beast of the Week then. I think uh, we had a we have a runner up, and then we have the top nominee. I think the top nominee is on everyone's mind as uh, as training camp ramps up. But we'll we'll go to the honorable mention first. Uh, Myron Roll, former Steeler. You know what? Amazing story. Look, he's a neurosurgery resident. Uh, we all love um, the former Chiefs Tardif. Tardif. Yep. Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Mm-hmm. He, he opted <laughs> off. He opted out uh, 
to work in a nursing home, uh, you know, after he was, quote, a doctor. But he hasn't finished or even started his residency yet. And I'm not sure what his residency will be in. Myron Rolls, a Rolls, Rolls Rhodes Scholar. Right. And he's a neurosurgery resident. I mean, that story is so great. we got to get him on the show sometime. And I, w- I wouldn't insult My- Myron Roll with the Beast of the Week. It's the Beast of a Decade or right. Career. I mean, this it's like is Leonardo da Vinci, right? Like, yeah, you can do it all. I mean, it's <laughs> great. It's awesome. I mean, yeah. it's, it's great. I mean, yeah. look, he's so smart. He's a neurosurgeon. He didn't lower himself to be a bone guy. Right. right. <laughs> so good for him. But I'd love to reach out to him and, and have him on and talk about the different things because he's – the real deal. That's, that's freaking so, awesome. Yeah, but that's beneath him to be beast of the week. He's beast of <laughs> beast of the century, right century now. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> with those two uh, amazing careers, you talk about one percenters. He, that puts him in the point. Oh, 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 one percent. Right. I mean, yep. ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Whatever yeah. to, to be uh, doing that. So good one. But that's why I don't think I was like, a lottery ticket does not exist. Right? It's a wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's winning the lottery. You have yeah. a better chance of winning the lottery <laughs> than doing that. what that's the, not saying. <laughs> than doing what he did. I mean, there's a lot more. More lottery winners than there are yeah. <laughs> than what he's doing. <laughs> what he's doing. There's yeah. no question. All right, beast of the week. Uh, I think everyone's seen the clip. Any anyone in NFL circles? Definition anyone, of a beast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> anyone drafting fantasy looking for a, an edge? You know, there's not. There's Scott Fish. Slow info you. flow Scott right Fish, now. We have him. Nick Chubb squatting 610 pounds. <laughs> I mean, is oh, it, is it beast the of the week? Is it beast of week, Nick Chubb, or is it the bar? <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. If you put that in a movie, you'd say that's rubber and yeah. that's an effect, <laughs> right. right? He looked so effortless doing it, which is I, crazy. That, I mean, but that bar still can't bend that much. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what kind of bar that was. Uh, I mean, some weightlifter can tell me, but that bar was like. Rubber. It was bending. Yeah. That, that rubber is a beast. <laughs> yeah. Nick Chubb's a beast. That's unbelievable. But I got to give a shout out. So Nick Chubb is our official beast of the week. That bar, the fact that it stayed. The two guys spotted intact. him where the it looked like they were struggling. But let me tell you something. I got to give a shout out. Okay, let me ask you this question. I, I don't, you got to do the math, but if you fill up the rack with 45s, how much weight is that? All the way to the thing. I can't even do that math right now. We're not, we're not math know. majors. But <laughs> but if you look at the bar in Nick Chubb, it's basically falling both right. sides. Uh, I got to give a shout out to my guy. The strongest guy I've ever seen in the NFL is a D lineman that played for the Chargers when I first joined them. John Perella. Look him up. Country strong. Nebraska. He's coached some in, in college now. I witnessed it. Maybe it was a different bar. Maybe it was a different thing. He would rack the bar full on both sides. Oh, he's a Raider great, too. I remember that name. Two years. <laughs> I remember. Gotcha. <laughs> Raiders poached him late. Yep. Yes. Two years, yep. He's a charger. He's right. <laughs> he'd rack the rack full. And he'd bring tape, uh, the the electrical tape, silver stuff, mm-hmm. whatever, and tape another 45 on the top of it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he wouldn't squat the thing. He'd overhead press the oh, thing. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, if, if I had not seen it, I would not believe it. Now, yeah. There's no question with Nick Jubb, he's the beast of the week. Are you worried about him medically if you walked in and saw that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if I had seen it, it, I wouldn't believe it. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
Chubb is the beast of the week, and uh, but you know when Perella was doing this, I don't think everyone had anyone. Everyone had cell phones. And stuff. Right. I, think right. I, still, I think I still had a flip phone. <laughs> that was that long ago. <laughs> so it's a different different world. Otherwise, that would be you know thirty million views on YouTube. I mean, Absolutely. He's, so he's uh, pretty pretty good there. Original beast. Yeah. All right, guys. A good week here. Now remember, we have all our. Uh, our division division stuff yeah. going up uh, every day. Another division started with AFC East every day, marching through the AFC, then NFC all this week at sports injury central, SIC score.com team scores, field views coming next new features, player cards, all sorts of things coming at six score.com. And uh, thanks to Ian Rappaport. I know he's always busy and uh, thanks to him for uh, coming on here. And, uh, We'll uh, see you throughout this week and certainly next week for the Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.